From the bayous in Louisiana to the Camber country up north, you'll find them out on the trap line chasing furs to put up on the border. Mixing up another batch of that magical stuff, chilling around the fire after the show. Hey, it's Sarah and Jeff, and maybe a guest on the trapping radio. Well, welcome to Trapping Radio 2.0. Um, got a special guest this week, uh, Ernest Winter with Winter Wildlife Control. And um, we uh, really uh, appreciate him doing this. Um, and first, we'll cover our sponsors. We got uh, FNTPost.com. They, you know, handle everything you need for trapping, predator control, dog hunting, you know, Snuggling with your girlfriend under a, a fur blanket, you name it, they got it. Um, you also got um, funky trap trap tags and trapping supplies out of Guthrie Center, Iowa. Um, they handle all the Dunlap lures, sheet traps, and uh, predator control group stuff, and anything you need for trapping, they also have. Uh, we also have uh, she traps at shetraps.com. Uh, that's Sarah's website and she's also a sponsor on the show so check her out but uh, i don't want to stick on the sponsors too much i want to get right to to ernie and uh hear his whole story and yell's going to take the the full amount of time so well welcome to trapping radio and i appreciate you doing this and well it's good glad glad to be here nice nice of you guys to do this they uh we're, we're sitting in ernie's uh and his work area, and he's got his lures up on the wall, and some trapping supplies he sells and stuff. And um, it's a pretty cool little building. It reminds me of our lure shop. It's because our our lure shop is the, the same same type of building. So yeah. <laughs> right at home, right <laughs> comfortable. Yeah, I feel comfortable. Just like I, when I walk in here, I'm like, shit. I, I, I this is like I never moved from home. <laughs> so yeah, we kind we're kind of compact here, but it works. So. Yep. Yeah, they uh, no, you got it set up nice. It's nice and cozy with the heat. Yep, that's that's big. That's a big thing up here. Yeah, yep. Cause yep. uh, well, uh, you've been trapping for a long, long time. You know, yep. you've you've seen things come. You've seen seen things go um, that a lot of other people haven't seen. Um, you know, uh, in the beginning when you first started trapping, you know, how did you? get exposed to trapping did you have family members that trapped uh yeah years ago my grandfather he we had a farm well he had a farm 280 acre farm downstate and we had a pretty good sized creek and and pond and that and he was like everybody at the time they were muskrat trappers and water trappers there wasn't a lot of predator trappers back then but mm-hmm. um he was uh he got me interested into it, and I used to go on the line with him. I started when I was probably about six, eight years old, just tagging along, just carrying stuff, throwing him stakes and traps and whatever yeah. else. Uh, 
but uh we went from there and uh i started trapping by myself it was probably 69 70 somewhere about that my grandfather got old enough and he gave it up and mm -hmm. took me down to the barn and he said there you go have at it and give me all this old traps and i started from there and just one thing led to another and I, eventually i got into well, long lining in the 70s I, I did a lot of long lining and uh yeah it's about 77 is when i really got into that but uh yeah i've been i've been around a few years so they uh but the the long line and you were doing then was you know trapping like red fox because yes. michigan was red fox country yep. then yep it was all red fox i didn't catch the first coyote till 80s mm -hmm. 84 three four somewhere in there yeah and that was by accident come up on a come up on a fox set and there was a actually when i first come through the gate it was it was a ways away i thought i had a I thought I had somebody's dog. Mm -hmm. I thought I had get him get had a mistake, and and I got closer than I knew what it was because I I've caught a few of them up up in the Upper Peninsula mm -hmm. by that time, so I kind of knew what they were, yeah, you know, what I was dealing with. But yeah, they uh yeah, it's weird uh you know how everything works where you know we have so many red fox you know there's three to five dens on every farm and yep. then there's nothing and then the coyotes move in you know fully move in. Yeah, there was a lot of times back in the seventies. It was, I had this one bridgeway. I caught twenty-one fox. You know, I, I just remember it because that was mm -hmm. a big number. You yeah, know, back then, but twenty-one fox on one bridgeway. That was actually the first time I ever ever caught a quad. You know, four at a time. Now I'm happy if I catch four, <laughs> four <laughs> for a season. Depends where I'm yeah. at. But yeah, especially uh, up here in northern. Oh, Michigan. Yeah, up here, it's yeah, they're few and far between. Yeah, yeah they're in pockets, but. Yeah, mostly in the city limits. Yep. Uh, you get over towards Muskegon, over towards that way, they got more reds on mm -hmm. that way. But yeah, they, it's few and far between here. Yeah. Yep. Everything's preying on them. You got everything. They're, <laughs> they're like a muskrat on, on land. Yeah, red muskrat <laughs> on land. Red yeah. muskrat on Yeah, I had, I caught one. When you're at the bottom, on the bottom of the food chain, that that's not a good place to be. No, I had one. I had one here, that was two years ago, I caught a red fox and a eagle got it hmm. i happened to drive up and the eagle took i figured it killed him mm -hmm. you know, but he he was definitely tearing him apart when yeah. i got there so yeah the, uh, well, i was down to uh trapping louisiana the one year i had a gray fox and i pulled up there and there was like i don't remember now you know a, a whole shitload of, of them turkey vultures or whatever they got down there and they were, had a circle around them and one would run in and you know, hit him, and then when he'd go after that one, and another one would rush in to kill him. And, um, you know, there's them, them reds <laughs> and grays. I mean, they take such a beating. Yeah, I think a gray, I don't know what's going on with the grays because the grays, for some reason, are they're, they're whittling right down. I noticed I've seen that some of the states are out you offering uh, keep them live to, mm -hmm. so they can. Uh, uh, Test them to see what's going on because they're dying all over the, the country. I don't know why, but they, uh, uh, but yeah, I, I know I was paying. You know, I can't remember what it was. Like four hundred bucks or four hundred dollars. Yep. Yep. Like, yeah, there there's something that's in them that's killing them. I don't know what it is, but we used to have well downstate, not up here, but downstate. Uh, we used to have a pretty good, fairly good population. Mm -hmm. You catch 
15, 20 year, you know, on a good year. But uh, first ones I seen up here was over by Hubbard, just north of Hubbard Lake. And uh, I caught one that was like 82, 83, you know, something like that. And uh, that's, the, and then I started catching some when I got older, like in the 90s and stuff, you know, but you catch one or two on a farm, but you wouldn't go to the next farm and catch any. I mean, that was just, you You caught the pair that was there. Yeah, well, we, I happen to be luckier downstate. They were yeah. more prevalent. And you'd go in there and you'd catch maybe six or eight in, in a location or a, a farm. Because mm-hmm. you'd catch a whole litter. Cause mm-hmm. They don't roam, they don't roam like a coyote does. Mm-hmm. Between them and a fox, they don't have the territory. But, uh, but lately... I think it's been two or three years since I've actually caught like two or three, and that's it. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, yeah, it's been pretty few and far between. <laughs> yeah, I haven't caught one up here in a long, long time. Last time ones I caught a bunch was down, you know, down Louisiana. They, you know, they down yeah. down south with that, you know, briars and everything. I mean, that's per- perfect conditions for them to get away from them coyotes. They used to have a lot in Arkansas too. Yeah, I'm sure they still do. They, in parts they, of it. Yeah, they used to have quite a few in Arkansas, but. I don't know. I, I had a, a new guy down there. He used to catch quite a few of them. And he said that my bottom went right out of me. He said it's hard to catch 50, 75 a year after that. But, yeah. But so I don't know if they're getting sick down there too or not. Yeah. I, we go right across the river from or right by West Memphis area and every year. And we never catch any grays there. At least I never have. Um, there's not very many cats where we're at there either. You know. Yeah, there's quite a few cats in, around Camden. Yeah. I was talking about Camden, Arkansas. Yeah. And there's quite a few cats around down yeah. in there. Because Sarah, Sarah's never caught a, a gray fox. So, you know, there's not any around the area. Where, not many where she's at from Iowa. We don't have a lot. Every place we've trapped, you know, there's not a lot of grays or we're not trapping grays. Right. Um so I can't wait till she gets one. That little bastard comes right at the end of the chain. Oh, yeah. He's got eight, pound, eight pounds. He thinks he's like 40 pounds. You know, yeah. he's, 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 he's all badass. Yeah. Yeah. That's the way they all are. Yeah. He's like a rat terrier. I've, I've, never, I've never seen one that's back down for me. Like, no. like a red. Red will kind of cower down. Yeah. But now, not a gray fox. They're, no. they're all business. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they get they get pissy. Yes, they do. Did you say that they must be all females? Is Could, be. <laughs> Could be. Could <laughs> be. You know, uh, you know, Jeff said that first. So. <laughs> I heard it through the trapping grapevine. Yeah, <laughs> so, uh, but uh, did you uh, wait? We were talking about the red fox trap. Did you get ever get into the bounty trap? And was that still going on when you were getting into it? Uh, bounty trap. It was in the UP. No, mm-hmm. there was still hanging on it. That was in the '60s, but that was. I wasn't really into it then. Mm-hmm. I I got. I got into the predators in the '70s, mm-hmm. like everybody else did, because back in the '70s, fox was king. Mm-hmm. You know, they were. It was unheard of to get. Seventy-five to hundred bucks for mm-hmm. for a good red mid mid. I don't know seventy-five, seventy-six, somewhere around there. And that's a real seventy-five or hundred bucks, not like seventy-five oh, yeah. hundred bucks now. Yeah, that. Yeah, because that. I don't know about your truck, but it won't even fill my truck. Seventy-five <laughs> bucks. <laughs> no. seventy-five bucks, I could ran a week down yeah. down home with it back in. But. Uh, yeah, it was. They were, and everybody kind of transitioned. You know, they all the rat trappers went to water. You know, land trapping, and mm-hmm. 
and because well the rats were still pretty good though back then considering they were still about what they are now no probably better than they are now they're three to five bucks probably in that neighborhood i remember i went with i trapped with uh, gerald hoser's son jerry and we caught some in his family thing family pond and we took them to wherever that first sale was that they had in southern michigan at, uh, the, at the golf course or something uh that spring, was, was a spring valley uh yep i i know what you're talking about i, uh, I was probably eight years old something like that and we had a we had i don't know 40 rats 30 rats going up there and the guy says uh i remember it was 12 bucks and i'm like no i won't sell you know and they're mm-hmm. like my dad says you better sell I said, I'm not selling all of them for $12. He said, no, that's $12 a piece. So <laughs> I'm like, hell no, I'm not. <laughs> Even at seven, eight years old, still fighting with the fur buyers. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's normal anymore. <laughs> yeah. uh, they, uh, there, there was there was some good years. But like you, what you're talking about, there was that year, 70, oh, five, six I had one of the fur buyers. I, I had. I went in there and I ran them through the through the sale, and they, yeah, there was about fifty five dollars. I think it was a fifty five sixty dollar average, and we pulled them because they were most of them. They were getting seventy eighty dollars mm-hmm. at least, and uh, uh, Mr. Hendricks Hendricks over and uh, mm-hmm. Leroy. Yep, yep. He come up there and he goes, "Well, what's going to take to." And I told him, I told him just flat out seventy five dollars headcount, and he went through them and he did it. He he just counted them out and he mm-hmm. paid me. I think we had a, I don't remember one hundred fourteen or something like that that year. We had quite a few, quite a few reds. It was uh, I don't remember. Did you see him at a convention somewhere this last year? I, no, I, but he's still around. Yeah, I, he he come through the convention and stopped and shook hands with me and I talked to him a little bit and yeah. He he looks the same as he did. Oh, I'd be damned. I mean, he, he's you got, know, yeah, I mean, because I only seen him as a kid, you know, so, um, but he looked exactly the same. I recognized him, so. Yeah, it's, I haven't seen him. No, I, I'd recognize you know, him because I used to see He him. was dressed the same with that same type of shirt, the you know, the polo shirt. Yep. Used, <laughs> yep. Used to, you know, used to always be out there to, uh. Uh, Wilder Creek Conservation Club. They yeah. used to have it. I think they're still having it. They're back there again now, but mm-hmm. they were they were stopped there for a while. But uh, he used to be out there all the time. I haven't seen him in a, quite a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. But uh, but he ended up. Did he end up buying the fox? Yeah, he did. Yeah, he bought him. He bought them all at. Give me a seventy-five dollar head mm-hmm. count. Just counted them. Mm-hmm. Counted them out. I think we had 114 or something like it that year. It wasn't. It was. It was okay. We could have. You always could do a little better. I yeah. don't. I don't care what it is. You could have. But the money has still been gone. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. God, I don't even know where half of what. But. But. Uh, yeah. It's. But then, like everything else, it's changed. Now it's. Mostly coyotes if you're predator traveling. Coyotes and coon. Yeah. But that's what's in this country. Yeah. Few rats. They're yeah. not that great. They're not that great. No, yeah, we can <laughs> <laughs> there, there's I don't know. 
And they're some of the better ones. Yeah, they're not St. Charles rats. No, no, <laughs> no. You get the ones around here. Down home, I was first time I trapped rats up here, I go get 30, 40 maybe out of a good mm-hmm. good marshy swamp bottom, mm-hmm. you know. And that's, that's you're doing something up yeah. here, 30, 40. Yeah. And down home, you get a good bottom, you might catch 100, 150, mm-hmm. 200. Yeah. I, I've got a close to 200. And, right, and right twice here. as big. And twice as big, yes, <laughs> yes. You, you'd be running, your, your small rats would be large mediums. You know. Yeah. They, uh, it was interesting to me uh, looking at the different rats over the country. Like, uh, I caught rats out in Iowa, but I didn't really paint it. You know, I wasn't really looking at the fur to compare them to Michigan rats. But this last year, this I caught some and... I was looking at them, I was like, man, these are really scrubby rats, even compared to northern Michigan rats, you know. And uh, that's what I was thinking. Uh, you know, a lot of times people say, well, I'm getting screwed by my fur buyer. Well, if you're in Iowa and you're getting, you think you're going to get what you're going to get for a southern Michigan muskrat, oh, you know, I mean, the, the, the fur isn't comparable, right. you know. And right. I think of people that haven't traveled around don't realize that. Yeah, I, I, I've traveled around, and then I've... I've had some dealings with other fur buyers that I've that I've seen stuff all over the country. You know, mm-hmm. you get you you get some. Uh, I'll take coyotes because that's what's said. But you get stuff from uh, Montana or up there up by the borders and up in that area mm-hmm. country, and you you put that with the. I'll even take a November coyote and put him with a. January coyote here, mm-hmm. it, it's it's still don't compare. No, <laughs> it's, no. still, it's still they're a lot they're a lot lighter. They don't have the dark while well, the reddish. You can see the ones here. Yeah. They got the reddish. And how many colors you got here? I got red ones. I got you know it's yeah it, it just ain't the same. That you can take you can take them and they're all pretty much the same. Mm-hmm. Some are a little bit different, but yeah. not nothing like like these are. No. Yeah, because you take, well, them two right there, they're uh, end of December, 1st of January, coyotes. Hmm. And that should be the best of the best. And they're yeah. not. <laughs> yeah, their collars aren't. Nope, their collars are flat. They're flat. That center spot is always always low on them. Yeah. But, you know, get that on them. But people don't understand that. That's, that's why they up there getting... Well, not so much now, but they're still getting thirty, probably thirty dollars. I think mm-hmm. pretty much through around thirty bucks for their coyotes. We're we're getting eight, yeah, if we're lucky. Ten yeah. if you're really lucky. <laughs> if you know if you know somebody. <laughs> so, yeah, it's it's just more or less you just do it to do it. No, yeah. but, but I've done it so long. The last two I caught in Iowa, they had rubs on them. I'm like, thank God. Don't skin them. You ain't got to skin them. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Because I'm like, you know, if I kill something, I, you know, like to, you know, use it if, if at all possible. But yeah, I'm saying what. But but if they got a rub on them, and it don't take much of a rub. If I even think there's a rub, they're <laughs> they're getting ditched. Yeah, it's. I I I'm more lenient with cooing and stuff like that because they're a lot easier <laughs> yeah. as far as I'm concerned. But uh, yeah, that's why I, I'm a I'm a really good muskrat trapper because I. I like to put them up. I'll put maximum effort in to catch them because I I can carry like ten of them at a time. Yeah. I know you find that hard to believe that I could actually do that, but I can. 
I've come, I've come down the waders, have them stuck in my waders, you know, tails hanging you know, out. And try, try that with some coyotes. Oh, no. <laughs> See, that's why muskrat trappers, I mean, they should be the kings. <laughs> they used to be. For years be. and years and years and years, that's... And and coon trappers, coon trappers yeah. were where the money was at for years and years. It wasn't coyote. All the coyotes were about like they were back when I started back in mm-hmm. the '60s. Yeah. The first coyote I caught was '70 or be '80. I don't know, two, three, four, somewhere in there. Mm-hmm. I took them to them. Nobody would even buy them. Nobody would even because yeah. they could have nothing matching with them because they were so all over the place, you know, yeah. for color wise. Yeah, I think I sold them for like a novelty type thing. Yeah, back in because I couldn't no fur buyer buy them. No. Yeah. So, but now, well, now again it's getting rough. But up to the last year or so, it's it, it's been pretty good. It's less, what ten fifteen years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 The only saving grace on these coyotes here is uh, like them red ones. You know. Yep. You know the tannin and you know the taxidermy trade. That's know? where they're going. There you go. There you go. Got them spoke for. I got four. You of them probably could have them tan, put them on eBay, and you know, put like monster red fox and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that yeah, I got a couple here that they would go pretty good as a monster red fox. Yeah, that one, that one right there, that that one looks like a red fox. Yep, yep. yep. It looks like it's baby is over there by it. There's a red, a red coyote. Then there's a, a red fox, an actual red fox, and it looks like it's mama and baby. <laughs> Like you killed the whole litter. <laughs> yeah, I've been, and that's a decent red fox too. Yeah, I, yeah, for up here they yeah. got that. They still got that collar, that that light collar on them, but yeah, they, on the sides. But uh, yeah, that's not a bad fox either. But most of the fox anymore, I because the market for them, mm-hmm. I just let them go, especially if they're females. Yeah, that's what I, I do. I I I just give them the boot. But every once in a while, if one comes home, but. That one, that one actually got hit. It was, I know something got it on the side. I don't know if somebody sh- shot it or what it was. It was dead when I got there, mm-hmm. so it was already dead when I come to the trap. So. Yeah, I got some farmers I trap, and a couple of them, and they want the fox released. Right. Yeah, you know, they say if you want to take one, fine. But I'm like, I'll just turn them all loose. Right. You know? I I don't have no problem with that, especially no. especially up here, because up here you still catch. I don't know, I catch three or four. I didn't really set that many traps the last couple of years because I think I set 20-some last year. I think 17 this year. Mm-hmm. But uh, you still catch, you well, know, 30, 40 coyotes. Yeah. You know? That's still a hell of a lot of skinning. Oh, yeah. That's still a hell, hell of a lot of skinning. I'd much rather do, I'd rather do, I, I probably could do five to one on fox to coyote. <laughs> <laughs> fox, but... Like I said, there's not. When you start talking, maybe ten bucks on average. Mm-hmm. Let them go, cause you're only gonna catch, like I said, half a dozen or so. No. Yeah. That was a good year, half a dozen yeah. or so. Yeah. But. Well, when we do kill them, you know, they got a bad foot or whatever. We, uh, I just, I always, we just have them tanned. Yep. 
Basically, that's where these coyotes go. They're going to get tanned. Yeah. You know. And them, them flat fox, whenever you get them tanned, like, you know, say, like, you get one in October, you catch by accident, you got to dispatch them. Mm-hmm. You send them in to get them tanned. There's nothing that wor- looks worse than an October red fox tanned. I mean, <laughs> they shrink down. They shrink down, and it's there flat. And it might be as white as a stamp skinner table I got when you get back. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I've already been that route. Yeah, I tried that once. And, what the hell? I sent them a. You know, what I thought was a large, <laughs> large box I get back of, maybe a medium yeah. if it's the best. Yeah. Yeah, I had the same thing happen with cats. I'd send cats out, and I'd hit, you know, when they're on the stretcher, they look all bowed out, and then when you get them back, they're just like four inches wide. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I have cats, because you can't catch that many here in Michigan. Mm-hmm. I've caught them out of state, but there's, but you get the ones... Like in Texas or something like that, they do the same thing, they're, yeah. but they're narrower. The, yeah. You know, they, they seem to be narrower. Yeah. They seem to keep their length, but the, I don't know. It's narrow because mm-hmm. they're skinnier because yeah. they don't put on as much fat or what. But they just seem to be a little different. Yeah, they're they're uh, the hair on them is definitely weird too. Yeah, you know, it's so so sore. Sh- you got to watch now. out for the damn. They get them little briars and. Yeah, them thorns. Thorns in it. Yeah. Oh my god, I run my hand through one time. It's like a coon it's like a it's like a coon with a porcupine. Oh uh, yeah. It's, <laughs> you gotta watch what you do. I haven't I haven't done too much on Texas. We was out hog hunting and we I said a few. We're going uh down there. We weren't gonna go and now we're going uh to South Texas for probably three weeks to a month and uh, some of Clint's old stomping ground down there and um I told Sarah, yeah, I told Sarah, I says, you you won't believe it when you see these cats, you start skinning them, the amount of thorns. I says, because you're thinking a few thorns here and there. I said, where you're scraping thorns. If you're you're scraping them cats, you're scraping, you've got to scrape the thorns out of them. You've got to be be damn careful. careful. Yep. It's hard to be careful when you've got fleas biting you and ticks jumping on you. We... Rattlesnakes attacking. I mean, yeah, yeah, the snakes are the worst, especially yeah. when you get down the down where you're going. You're going down the lower, down the mm-hmm. lower part of the Texas. Yeah, yeah. We, by we were over by Del Rio. We were down the Rio Grande. We mm-hmm. watched them swim across back and forth. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but uh, yeah, and there wasn't. There was coyotes there, but there was there was more. There was more. I call them gray fox, but they call uh, swift fox. Yeah, the small they're a little smaller, but they yeah. look just like a gray. Yeah, and there was there was quite a few of them there, and there were cats mm-hmm. over that way too. Uh, I talked to talked to him once before uh, Clint. He said that he trapped over that way years ago somewhere mm-hmm. down in there, and he got into some cats over there too. But there wasn't a lot. There was coyotes, but not. Nothing like I thought. You, mm-hmm. Some parts of Texas, hell, you, you wouldn't be nothing to catch a bunch. Yeah, uh, but no, but you're throwing them in a fence row because they're all they they're all junk. Yeah, the one year when the coyote prices came up, Clint and them guys, um, they skinned a bunch and put them up and stuff, and they thought they'd get something out of them. I think that they, the three guys that put them up, I think it was uh, Clint, Ed Blue, and. Uh, Scott Scott Adams, so I think it was, and I think they split like thirty nine cents. That's what they got. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
Yeah, I had I had one guy tell me that he said the last time he did it, he said he he sent all and he said he took the best of the best, what he thought was the best of the best down there. He said he averaged seven dollars a piece. Mm-hmm. He said I ain't putting up a coyote over seven bucks a piece. He uh-huh. said they're paying me to down there to get rid of them anyway, so yeah, they're just as easy to go with the dope, yeah, <laughs> than it is. To, yeah, yeah, we're going to Arkansas, and then we're leaving there and going down to Texas. And both of them are paid jobs, but they're not paid jobs for us. We just, you know, I, they're friends, and I just tell them, we just want, I'm going trapping somewhere. Mm-hmm. And if you got someplace I can go trap, I don't want, I don't care. You keep the money. I don't, I don't care. You know, I'm going somewhere. It's gonna, so if I can trap somewhere where there's a lot of shit, and you're making money off it, and I can help, great. Yeah, you know, they. Uh, I got a bunch of relatives that live in Arkansas, but I've never trapped it. I've mm-hmm. never trapped Arkansas. I got people that live in Biola and Salem, down mm-hmm. in that area. Yeah, but uh, which is not too far from the Missouri line either. So yeah, I, I I like Arkansas. I mean, Louisiana is one of my probably my favorite trap to st- st- state to trap, but um, you know, because there's no laws down there. Yeah, know? I mean, yeah. It's like it's not like Michigan. No. Yeah, they got a law for everything. Yeah, only, they only got uh, two laws that really down there is you got a, no teeth in your traps and a twenty four hour check. Yep. And I told Haggerty, I says they got two laws in this state and you still break one. <laughs> <laughs> we ain't got no teeth in our trap. <laughs> yeah, say, yeah, that's this mm-hmm. this state. They 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 need to think more of the trappers. I think because they they keep making laws and laws and laws and laws. It's getting harder and harder and harder to for a guy to like what I used to do and what you're still doing, mm-hmm. doing long lining and stuff yeah. like that. You just heck it went back when the coon market was good. We used to run two twenty. Well, two twenty is my favorite trap. Yeah, for a coon. Yeah, I wouldn't. I got nothing against DPs and all that, but I if they give me it'd be a DP, it'd be a, a two twenty and then a, a lake hole because mm-hmm. I set trail sets or I'd set yeah. But the counter bears just as fast as I, I matter of fact I think it's faster mm-hmm. because I'd go out and I'd have the trails preset with the with the stakes the stabilizer yeah. stakes. And I had the chain, and I'd throw the trap off the side. I just pop in there, set them, yep. cover them up a little bit, and gone. Yeah, and it was. I kind of can understand on state ground because you guys gonna catch, catch the guys out there with their dog running around, mm-hmm. something like that. I can understand, but private ground and the, most of the farmers, once you get rid of them, they don't care how you get rid of them. Just get rid of them. Yeah, because there's so many of them anymore. But yeah, it's like. They uh, they went with the the two. They started off with on the federal ground because I trap. We do always trap a lot of federal ground down around Glenny and stuff. And they went with the federal ground, um, and took a state public ground. You couldn't trap with two twenties. They had to go with the one sixty. So everybody's like, okay. So we sell our two twenties, buy one sixties, and then they go a few years later. Uh, yeah, you, you can't use the 160s anymore. It's gonna be 155, and I bought a few of them, and I'm like, Forget oh it. shit. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I mean, can you catch something in them? And you'll have guys that'll listen to this and say, well, I use them. I'm not talking about catching three coon. 
I'm talking about going on a wholesale slaughter, right. you know, with 155s, and, and you're going to take the time to block all them down when you were used to just setting them in the trail, pulling a couple of weeds over the top of a 220. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I totally is, understand it's, it. It's night and day. Yep. But no, I agree with you. 220s are, are king for. Yeah, I sold most of my 220 there more, especially when they they even outlawed them on private land up here. So they went with state land, and then, then they did away with it on private land. I was told the other day, I haven't really looked into this, but they said now they go from the pinpoints. They used to go from corner to corner, mm-hmm. which they were oversized. But if you go from, from the ribbit to ribbit point where the springs are mm-hmm. at, you're at seven inches on most of them. There might be couple of them out there it might be a little mm-hmm. goofy but if they do that then then i guess you could use them on and private but mm. but uh they got so many cotton big and coon anymore they're they're getting sick now I, i've yeah. had all kinds of people tell me down the state that they've been buying them laying around the trees den trees and stuff like that in the summer and stuff so mm. Yeah, that's how it was down to iowa we were finding dead ones out in the fields and underneath yeah. den trees and it's happened before. It's market goes to heck, and I don't get anybody's coon hunted in years. You know, mm-hmm. there used to be every every tree had a coon hunter, especially downstate. Yeah, I used to have them guys come up from Indiana, Ohio. I'd run into them. You mm-hmm. know, Indiana, Ohio <laughs> coon yeah. hunters yeah. up there when I was trapping them, because you know they were right there on the borderline. So, mm-hmm. but I don't see anybody doing it anymore. No, mostly when I hear anything about coon hunting, it's all competition hunting. Yeah. You know, I'm not in that world anymore. I used to run dogs, you know, but I had a blood transfusion and got all the dog shit out of my blood. So, yeah. and I, I, I didn't like going out at night. I can't see. It, I can't see for shit at night. And the older I get, the least I can see. I still see better than Locklear can at night, but <laughs> but I mean that's like saying you can see better than a blind man, right. you because know, he can't see shit at night. Yeah, I I used to run hounds years and years ago, but I didn't. I ran them for a few years, but then traffic took over. It's like, yeah. what are you gonna do? You gonna run? You gonna run twelve, fourteen hours a day running traps and come home run dogs? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah. No, just never really was my thing no it's i liked i, I really liked running cats with them i'd say if i had to pick one thing i liked uh, it was running cats Throw cat. never yeah. never was you know super successful at it i killed some cats but it was mediocre to shitty you know yeah. <laughs> at the time we thought we were awesome right but you know but in reality you know we were mediocre to shitty right, right. At, at best yeah, that's something, At worst. Never that's something I've never done. I've never run to cats. We used to run, every once in a while down home, we used to get with the dog hunters, and they'd run fox. Mm-hmm. And we'd have like 10, 15 of us meat for breakfast, and we'd go out and run, run fox, and we'd mm-hmm. end up getting two or three, you know, yep. shooting them, because there was, there was quite a few fox back mm-hmm. in. But that's about the only thing I've really run with dogs that were cooked. Mm-hmm. But, no, that'd be fun to go do that. Yep, you'd be you'd be surprised them fox would be running a ridge line and they sit down because they get too far ahead of the dog. They wait for the dogs. Hmm. I said, I don't know how many times I see that. And they be because we was using shotguns because down there you can't use rifles during at the time mm-hmm. during daylight. They'd be out there and they'd sit down there in the snow and they'd wait for the dogs. You hear the dogs way off. They they get a little closer, a little closer. Next thing you know, you see the dog, fox pick up his head and take <laughs> off. <laughs> wait for the 
I guess they get a kick out of that. Huh. Haven't done that in years. But used to hunt mink too once in a while. Did you? Yeah, I used to float the river. There's a big stretch of Kalamazoo River down where I live. Used to live. And you get a snowy day like this, snowy mm -hmm. blistery day, just float down there. We used to shoot one or two. Hmm. Shoot one or two mink. Just walking along the edge? No, just floating a boat. No, but I mean, they were walking. Oh, yeah, they were going up and check mm -hmm. the roots, you know, just mm -hmm. doing their thing and just go down through there. Get a really snowy, snowy, flippy day. You fly about five, ten miles, five to eight miles of river we float. Just go down through there and shoot. We usually get, you usually got one or two, but, mm. but that was, that's been a long time ago, too. <laughs> haven't done anything like that in a long time. Back in the day, you could make a good wage doing that. If you get oh. one or two a day, you know. Well, my grandfather, that's why he used to trap rats and, and mink, because mink, you catch one or two mink in a week, and he damn near making one of the wages he made in a factory. Mm -hmm. He could make, he could make, in a good day trapping, more money than he was mm -hmm. making. You know, he, I think back then he was, I can't remember exactly what it was, like $50, $70 a week or something like mm -hmm. that. You know, and... He could, one good day, he could make that trap. Yeah. Well, now the, you know, skunk trappers are the real kings. You know, I mean, that's where the, you know. And, yep. And it, it just took 100 years for the skunk to come back, but they stuck in there, and now, now they're number one again. My grandfather <laughs> told me back, way back, they used to dig them. Mm -hmm. It takes some balls to be doing, <laughs> to digging, digging skunks out. I don't know, but they, they said they used to dig skunks because the, the money was there. Mm -hmm. and, and it was back in Depression days, and mm -hmm. they needed the money. Yeah. You know, coming out of the Depression, they needed the money, and they would dig them out. And I'm going, you got more guts than I got. I, I, I'll push the limit sometime, but that's one I don't think I could do. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know about digging a skunk out of a hole. Because... <laughs> It's gonna go. It's going bad. It's, it's gonna go bad. It's go, <laughs> my luck, I just get that last little scoop and just open yeah. him or something like that, and that'd be it. Yeah, because you, you you know you're getting sprayed. <laughs> and I smell like skunk most most days. Like the last four days, I've smelled like skunk, and I'll smell like skunk this afternoon. But it, it's to me, it's different getting sprayed by one or doing it to myself. Right. <laughs> you know. Yep. Yeah, because at least I know I'm generally not going to get it in my eyes or in my mouth. Uh, you put it in the fake chew. That you know, sometimes you get it in your mouth and it burns your gums. But I remember when I was a kid, I, I had some traps out, and I was using drags at the time. Them little itty bitty wire drags. Mm -hmm. and, well, I caught a skunk and it got away from it. And I was going down the there's a brushy fence row, and that sucker come running out, and he went to the end of his chain, and about from here to that he from me, tail right at me. Just dumped everything he owned on me. And I went back up. I was proud as hell. Brought my skunk. I still took him out. Brought him home. My mom, I can remember her, she said, I don't know what you got into, but strip. I was out in the backyard, stripped down, from buck naked, all my clothes out there. And she ended up she ended up throwing the clothes away because I had so much of that. <laughs> much of that damn. Yeah. That was... That's one of my worst times. <laughs> That's but, usually the ones we remember. Yep. Yeah, you always remember stuff like that. Yep. Yep. It's been a lot of good years. So, they, um, so did you, uh, you know, I remember running into you one time down there at Trevor's, they, uh, and 
you had was trapping rats down there then. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, you still trap some rats down, you know, quite a few rats when you go down there? Well, I, I went down there this year because my grandson wanted, wanted to go trap with me. Mm-hmm. That meant, meant a lot to me. So I went down, down, and uh, me and Connor went out and set some traps. So we ran four days. Uh, didn't run a lot of traps, but we ended up getting 100, uh, just under 120 in four mm-hmm. days, mm-hmm. which was pretty good. Yep. Uh, Doesn't kill your skin in that many? No, and... no, and the kid had a blast. That, yeah. that was the biggest thing. We got them all set out, and then when we went and checked them, I'd, I'd roll up and make him pull mm-hmm. them up to see what he got and what yep. he didn't get. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. That that meant for me more to me than anything. Yeah, I don't know. Years ago, we used to do a lot of rat trapping down there. We used to we used to catch quite a few. You know, mm-hmm. we were, we were like like uh, Zach over here and mm-hmm. the big marshes. But, yeah, uh, we would catch you know five six hundred. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. And uh, I had one year that I hooked up with another guy. We went to. Uh, trapped down here by uh, the Maple River area and up in that area, mm-hmm. we ended up we ended up getting over eight hundred that year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've I've seen them houses there at Maple. This year I went by there once. They didn't have none to come back through, and there was probably forty houses on yeah. that one side. Yeah, on the west side they seem like they've been better, but I don't know if that's open. I think they must know that. I I don't know what it is. Yeah, over there where the cattails yeah. are, but that one we trapped it. You can't see it because the the houses are like from here to that wall in in the mm-hmm. cattails and they blend right in unless you're right yeah. close so there's more rats than there you think yeah know, but yep yeah i've never trapped that there my dad did when we lived downstate you know yeah you had to you had to get a permit mm-hmm. it wasn't that they didn't let you in there but they only let so many trappers in there and they you only had could have had so many traps mm-hmm. and but there's yeah, that, there's that, a couple guys trapping now, but it ain't nothing like it used to be. Mm-hmm. It used to be hell. It used to be a line up there to get the permission. Oh, yeah. yeah, but mm-hmm. yeah, there's there's still spots you can catch a decent number of rats around, mm-hmm. but it, they're getting pretty bad too. I had a guy the other day sent me a picture of one that had a bunch of little white spots and stuff in it, and they mm-hmm. said it was some kind of parasite that's in the muskrat. Mm-hmm. It was just Bullet, I mean, right up on the meat, between the meat and the mm. fur, mm. some kind of parasite that's getting into them and killing them. Huh. It's, o- it's always something. It, it always is something. That's <laughs> it's always something. Years ago, years ago, I, I ne- I'd never use the rubber gloves, you mm. know, to do that. I didn't either. And and then one year, I got Gigardia from Trapping Beaver. And, uh, I don't, what's Gigardia? I don't know. It's called that. beaver fever. Oh, Actually, be, oh. But, but the technical term is Gigardia. Yeah. It's, it's from, I was, I was doing ADC work and it was in the summer. It was like 80, 90 degrees. And the backside where the stagnant water is, it's, it's the bacteria coming off the beaver crap and, and forms around it. Well, I had to cut my hand. Well, the cut come from my hand because I had a turtle. Mm-hmm. I pulled it up. <laughs> And if you guys catch a turtle, when his head hits the water, get your hand hand away because they bite. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so I pulled him up, and I reached down for the I seen the trap, so I grabbed the trap up. As soon as I, there was his head because I had it by the front. It's interesting you didn't give the advice. Don't grab the turtle by the head. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, he, he he got he got my hand. Well, my daughter happened to be with me, 
and she was freaking out because I didn't have blood yeah. everywhere. <laughs> yeah. And so I'm washing my hand off in the water, and I got the trap reset, got rid of the turtle. And, uh, and uh, you know, you do that stupid shit. You, you wash your hand off, and you put it up on your mouth, try to get that thing. You mm-hmm. hold the scab meat over to yeah. the top, try yeah. to keep it. So, well, that's what I did, and that's where, where I got it. Mm. And the health department called me and where you been, where you been eating, where you did this, where did that, because it's, it's, it's a bacterial type mm-hmm. thing. And that's where it all went back to, was went back to trapping beaver, got mm-hmm. that Gigardia. Where you were washing your hands in beaver shit. Yep, and you don't want it because you have, there's between three week, three to four weeks, you have diarrhea, you can't get rid of it. Mm. And they give you these seven pills. You take the seven pills after that, they can't give you any more of that because I guess the pills would be worse. You for should it. patent that, the, the uh, Gigardia diet. <laughs> <laughs> Guaranteed to have you, you'll lose 10 pounds in a month. You'll lose at least 10 pounds <laughs> in a month. Yeah, yes, you will. So I guarantee you somebody would send you money. Probably, probably. I'd probably, I'd probably be surprised how many people people would buy into that too. It'd be the new rage. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Forget Atkins. Try to get your diet. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Yeah, that was bad. Like I said, a lot of years, a lot of years running, and a lot of years doing running and stuff like that. But. Yeah, anymore, I same with as you. Uh, I wear wear the latex gloves. And there's, uh, I don't know. There just seems like there's more diseases out there, and than there ever is. Yeah, yeah. and I and I, I really started wearing them as I ran into two different lure makers that uh, they had cuts, and they both ended up in the hospital uh, getting uh, blood infections yep. off of red fox glands. Yeah, that's a, that's another thing I do because I will do that. The, bait and lure business here and uh i really started you watching what i was doing there yeah. because basically you got so much rotted material and that you're all dealing all with that bacteria will kill yep. you yep yep so you don't i don't i don't take any chances like i used to but, no but before before that beaver incident i i was skin barehanded i would do oh, that yeah. you know I, no we did that too but, but uh after that nope <laughs> I'm done. Yeah, that's how, that's how I am. Yeah, suit up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. Practice safe trapping. Yeah. <laughs> yep. It's. We had uh, a young guy working. He worked for us, and he's always talking about his women and stuff, and. We always got them latex gloves around. I threw it down. I told him, "She better take this with you." I says, uh, "That we call that the revolver. She get five shots." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. That's that's pretty bad. Yeah. Yeah. Another story, but I'll leave that. I won't say that. <laughs> uh, they. Uh, so, like, uh, we still got some time left. Um, what? Uh, so you went and went through the trapping and everything. I mean, when did you start, you know, making lures and, you know, doing all that part? Well, back in the, back in the 70s again, late 70s, I, uh, I was, I took some instructions from some, some fairly big name guys back in, and uh, they'd give me a couple of lure formulas and stuff like that, mm-hmm. and I started playing with that, and 
started playing with this bait and lure and by 79 80 i had a little shop like this it was called rice creek trapping supply uh that i had a few lures and then i sold sold some other guys i sold some hallbackers and and uh beermans and dailies for mm -hmm. the guys that don't know, probably don't even know what that is anymore mm -hmm. but the new york guys know who daily is yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh i was selling selling that there and i used to i used to have a fox ranch too mm -hmm. so i used to sell a lot of urine mm -hmm. i used to sell the a lot of the trapping supply place i sold the um buck stop lures down, okay. down the niles mm -hmm. and uh did that too so i was into all that and so i had stuff to do it i had box glands i had all the other mm -hmm. stuff to do it and i started making it and it's like anything else trial error some some of them i tried wasn't so great yeah. <laughs> some of them was okay but after you know six eight ten years you got pretty good line of stuff that works mm -hmm. pretty good yep and it's been i've been doing it ever since i stopped in the 80 what was it, about 86 87 the market took a dive yeah 87 yeah somewhere in there it took a dive and all my eggs were in the same basket i was ranching fox i was fur trapping but there was no money in either one mm -hmm. i mean it got to a point where you physically couldn't trap enough fur unless you had a gig for mm -hmm. you know somebody paying you to do it or something yeah, like that yeah. just like it is now our live market live yeah. market was big back then yeah. still is but uh because you get some people say well you know i've never seen it worse than it is now but i mean in 87 uh, I, I mean uh, nobody wanted nothing yes i, I mean uh you know i mean you were there you know i mean nope. in when in hudson bay went out of business you know uh you know i mean i don't know how, how it could be worse today than it was in 1987. you want to buy some dominion sudex stock <laughs> no <laughs> well they the, there was one year that got so bad or north bays i don't want any north bay stock they, well what they did is they or the ranch fox and stuff like that they didn't have enough money to pay everybody mm -hmm. so they give you a percentage of it in stock and and, and then give you cash well i still got I don't know, fifteen hundred, two thousand dollars worth of stock. <laughs> That's worthless. <laughs> you, you should go into town and uh, try to pawn it off. <laughs> go in there and uh, you know get a DBA with Dominion Sudak on. You just take. You're, you're the new owner. Just take over. <laughs> Here you can have them. Start printing your own stock. Yeah, we were talking about that a while back, and we brought out some of them names. And them guys don't. What are you talking about? Well, I mm -hmm. said this one absorbed this one, and yep. you know Hudson Bay and some Indian Sudak and and uh, all them, and they finally got down to just uh, fur harvesters and and, and uh, Napa. And now Napa, you know, gone. Well, they it's like uh, you know people only remember as I mean generally they only know when they got into it what happened from that point on. You know, and that's the same way in my life. Um, you know, I got in, you know, stuff that my dad told me that happened before and stories I heard, you know, but um, like when NAFA went out and 
you know, screwed the trappers and didn't pay them and stuff. Everybody was like, oh, I can't believe this would happen. This is like the third time that I know that a Canadian company, the auction, up. has folded up and screwed the trappers over. This is the third time that I know of. Yeah, I do too. Yeah, you know, I've been and, there. And, and, and I'm betting, you know, back when they were fighting, shooting at each other across the border, when Hudson Bay and stuff, I'll bet you there was a lot of shit went on then too. So Yeah, I bet you too. Yeah, I've I, I lived through all that. I, but that's like, uh, you know, Hudson Bay would say, you know, or uh, NAFA would tell me. Because we bought fur for Hudson Bay. My dad did. And um, I w- I'd go up there and I'd, I'd say on their bags, you know, been in business since 1625 or whatever the hell it was. And I was like, NAFA's been around that long? Well, we bought Hudson Bay. Yeah. And I'm like, did you... So you got a charter from the King of England. <laughs> they just look at. It. Basically, I'm just up there busting their balls, you know, because yeah. I know that you ain't Hudson Bay. Hudson Bay's, you know, you you bought their building, and if I go buy a building that McDonald's shut mm-hmm. down, that doesn't make me freaking McDonald's, you know. And okay. they just never was Hudson Bay to me. They didn't have the power the Bay had. The, the Bay controlled everything. Right. Yep. Yes. I don't know. God, kind of got off there a little bit, but I, like I said, I I quit in the seventies, mm-hmm. and I started selling bait and lure to uh, other supply dealers, but I didn't put my name on it. I sold in gallon jugs mm-hmm. and stuff like that, and they put their name on it. Yeah, I did that for a lot of years. Mm-hmm. So I've actually been in bait and lure business since the late seventies, and then. Come about 90s, it kept growing and get growing. It kept having people come to the house and want to buy more and more. And then I've been so I, I started selling that again. And then my wife she told me that one time that uh, you're selling it anyway, you're getting close to retirement, so bring it back out. So 10 years ago, I went public with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been about 10, maybe 12 years ago. I went back public with it under winter wildlife control because I was doing animal control work, on, so I just kept the same name and everything to save money on that. <laughs> save money on all the other crap you gotta go through and uh yeah, we're here today still doing the same thing yeah yep. yeah yeah because i can it's it gotta be 10 years because you know it was the first time they had the convention in lima i remember talking to you you, yep. you and your wife were walking yep. into the building and i was walking out and i remember you was eating a hamburger yep. yes we got, got some food to eat. <laughs> yep yep yeah andy weiser was set up right on the end of the building darren freeborough was down in that building and, yep 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 yeah that's quite a few that's quite a few years ago yep and i started bringing it like i said i brought it back out and we it's been it's been growing every year. I'm mean, even surprised with the market the way it is now. We're still selling yeah. quite a bit. So. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's it's a fun business to be in, but it, it's it's a tough it's tough to be in. You know because oh, yeah. of you know it's in this business it's real easy to make enemies you don't even know you're making. You yeah. know. And, yeah, that. And, yeah, that too, and th- and there the ego problem. There's it's bad with that. I'm going to tell <laughs> and the people that don't just go to the conventions, they don't, they think it's, there's a lot of ego. You know, there's a lot of good lures out there. I'm yeah. not, I'm not, Absolutely I'm not is. saying mine is the superior. I'm not saying there's, there's, there's good and better out there. Yeah. But, uh, um, 
I've always, everybody seems to use it. They keep coming back. So, yep. and we've, like I said, we've lasted, like I said, 79. I've been selling. I could have sold it. If, if I knew about the internet and used the internet mm -hmm. and stuff the way it is back in, yeah. we, we, we'd have been a lot bigger than what we are. Mm -hmm. That's, I, I'm old school when it comes, when it comes to this technology stuff. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm surprised I still they don't have a dial-up cell phone. <laughs> it's not a rotary dial phone, cell phone. But uh. no, yeah, uh, no, you're right on the, uh, the the average person doesn't see the the ego problem. I think with in the trapping, the people, especially like in, in the lured business, draw a lot of their self worth from the you product. know their product and. You know, I mean, there, there's stuff that I'm emotionally, you know, like Big Pile, my uh, beaver lure, you know, that one means the most to me out of any of them. But it was a lure my dad came up with. We spent a lot of time together using it, yep. you know. Um, you know, so I could see why somebody would be, you know, but, you know, I mean, but I think that even with their the catches and if you sell more than some of them, you know, there's, I mean, they get upset, you know, and you see on Facebook all the time, you know, it, you know, somebody will have a buddy and they'll go, you know, like on the attack against every other lure dealer, you know, on there, yep. you know, yep. and, um, yep. it, it is, it, it, it's a, it's a fun business. Uh, I've had a good life doing it. Um, some of the funnest times of my life, but, uh, it's also been the most freaking aggravating too. Oh, it can be. You know, I'm at the point in my life now, you know, and that was in the past. I'm at the point now, I don't give a shit. If they want to go bad mouth me, do it. I, I really, I really don't care anymore. And I'm not fighting back. I got nothing to prove. I'm, I'm just, I'm just going to go have fun, you know, the same as you and, uh, you know, live my life. Yep. I got more important shit to go on. Yep. Same you as do. you. I know you do. Yep. I just, that's like the last few years, it has been about numbers. This has been about doing it. Yep. And, uh, well, like that, my grandson, stuff like yep. that, that. That means more to me, him pulling a muskrat up. Yep. That's, that's more than a hundred muskrats to yep. me. You know, that's. Yep. Uh, yeah, because, uh, you know, I mean, you, you've caught uh, 100 coyotes for, you know, for years. And, yep. and and I'll bet when you caught the 100th one, it would, never was as good as your grandson pulling up that oh, yeah, I got pictures of my grandson and, yeah. and my cat, my little catalog I got there. Yeah. He's sitting there. <laughs> I can tell you this. He, I got him a BB gun for Christmas. So he wanted to go coyote trapping with Grandpa because he used to call me Thursday, Friday night before school, after school. We go and trapping this weekend, and he go run with me on the weekend. We had his BB gun out there. I'm back in the truck, getting my handgun. He shot, shot the coyote with the BB gun. <laughs> the coyote went just berserk. <laughs> and I'm going, hey, wait a minute. And he comes back to me, and he hands me the BB gun. He goes, Papa, I need a bigger gun. There's <laughs> <laughs> old stuff like that, I remember. Yeah. Yep. Because Papa, I need a bigger gun. <laughs> he, he was going to put that coyote down there and go, I said, all you're doing is piss them off, boy. <laughs> but I like watching it. <laughs> yeah, it was funny. It was funny. Yep. Yeah. No, I, uh, no, that's the stuff that, that matters. And I think as you get older, you know, you realize realize that. Yeah, I remember the first mink he caught. 
took him down to Kirkbank. This one spot I always used to catch a mink there. It was a it a root spot. It was there. I trapped it forever. So I took him down there and he made the sets. And I, I set the traps for him because he didn't strengthen up, but it had him do down there. And it just happened to be that weekend and he went down there. He had a mink. Mm. Yeah, I got a picture of him too. He's holding that like it goes, this thing stinks. <laughs> <laughs> it stinks. <laughs> this thing stinks. They go, yeah, he stinks. Wait till, wait till we uh, graduate you to weasel trap and them really stink. <laughs> yeah, get you up, get you up to skunk trap. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but uh, no, that's awesome. You're getting to go out with your grandkids and yeah. My granddaughter used to go with me, but she don't do it too much more and more. My kids used to go with me, but hell, they're in their thirties now. Mm-hmm. You know, hell, one's almost forty, so they got their own life and their own thing now yeah. so they're just busy doing other stuff but yeah we I always try to keep the kids involved I think some more of the other grandkids would get involved too if I, they're a little older now they probably would if I mm-hmm. but Connor was always the one that wanted to go so you just tell them say it's you know I could a good trapper's a dime a dozen, but uh, you know, being a Skinner's where it's at. That's, <laughs> that's the where, problem that, I got. Right that's where you get the, the the Skinners get the ladies. Yeah, <laughs> he'll 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 comb them. He'll comb them and do all that, do the prep work, or help me take them off the boards. But that skin and stuff, he's not too sure about that. Yet. <laughs> yeah. You just gotta look, get a little bit older, and yeah. you know, you throw the ladies. Well, you, out you throw there a money incentive wise at him. I think yeah. he probably would do that too. But you throw money at him, he's no, yeah, he's yeah, money changes everything. Yeah, yeah. Say, so, hey, if you skin that muskrat, I'll give you a couple bucks. That's all it's worth. But <laughs> two bucks for yeah. that. But yeah, that probably would do it. Yeah, it'd be like some people though. Yeah. You pay them. They they do it because they like doing it, and then you pay them, and then it becomes a job, and they do a sh- shitty job. Yeah, yeah. It gets to be a, take pride in do do something, then you have to do it for a living type thing, and yeah. it gets to be it, it takes all the fun out of it. Yeah, it definitely takes all the fun out of it. Yeah, that's that, that's why I enjoy what we're doing now. Is just you know go down to Iowa and trap coon, or you know if it, if it tickles my fancy to go do it that's what i'm gonna do when i was in the hospital thought i was gonna die i just you know thought i i hope i get to trap again and uh and if i and when i got out of there i was like i'm gonna go trap where i want to trap and i don't care what anybody thinks i don't care if it doesn't make sense you know business-wise to go do it or about the money i just want to go do it you know it's like a lot of these guys you see them they're piling up Coon out there and that, and not know nothing against them. Together. They're, they're going, but they got somewhere to get rid of them. They're not just yeah. doing it just to do it. No. There's, there's a reason for it. Yeah. A lot of people see that. I see the comments saying, "Well, why would you? You got a whole truckload of guys got a yeah. whole truckload of coon, and you got enough to buy a cup of coffee or something like that. Yeah. Well, why are you doing it? Most of them guys have got outlets. There's other outlets. Yeah. There's some states got relaxed laws on meat. They all sell yeah. meat, uh, yeah. carcass meat, and hides. And yeah, a lot of them guys from Iowa that catch a lot of uh, coon. They haul the carcasses down south. You know, Mississippi, Louisiana. You know, when I'm down there, I'll you know run into some guy that buys carcasses from somebody in Iowa. Um, you know, even I know one guy was hauling them all the way down to North Carolina. Um, mm-hmm. 
you know, which I don't know is legal or not, but I don't really care, you know, but. I know a guy in Arkansas was hauling them down to Mississippi for, yeah. for meat trade. Yeah. And, uh, but, you know, so they got that market. Plus, I know some of them sell, sell the skulls, mm -hmm. you know, and they'll get two, three bucks a piece on the skulls. You sell the pecker for 75 cents, you know. Right. You know, so, you yeah. know, I mean, like Gronwald for the Iowa Coon, I mean, just, uh, you know, he was paying, I think it was like, like five to nine bucks for Grease Coon, you know, so, yeah. you know. That's what people in the country don't realize is that, you know, like Iowa coon's different than, uh, you know, Alabama coon. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Alabama coon's all legs, no body. Yeah. <laughs> That's all yeah. they are. Yep. I've seen enough of them. I've seen them at Arkansas coon are the same way. They got a little itty bitty body in the lake because they look funny because there's mm -hmm. no, no body to them like they are in the northern coast states, you know, where they've been eating corn all day long. Yeah. <laughs> But them coon down to Iowa are some mean son of a bitches. Like, I'll take and shoot one here and shoot it the same way down there. And then he just stands there looking at you a lot of times. And I'm like, you got to be shitting me. And it happens so, I don't know if it has, they have more calcium for a thicker skull. I'm not <laughs> sure. But them are some hard dying son of a bitches. You know, I don't want to be attacked by them. Yeah. Know? Yeah. I kind of noticed that way with the coyotes up here. They're more aggressive up here. Mm-hmm. Down, down state, you'll have a heck of a lot more over there, act more like a fox mm -hmm. type deal. But up here, the majority of them are coming right at the end of the chain for you. Yeah. They, they want a piece of you. Yeah. <laughs> I noticed that up here. So. Yeah. That's like it is all over the country, wherever you travel. I trapped Indiana and Ohio for a while, too. And that was that was just basically about like I was trapping down around home. It wasn't much different. Ohio was a little bit more, more hilly and mm -hmm. rough country, but... Uh, Indiana probably flatter than where you're Oh from. yeah, it's, it's flatter. Yeah, yeah, it's it's flatter, a uh, lot flatter. That's what I love about Iowa. I can see so far because I, you know, growing up here, I, I can't see a, hardly a half a mile. Yeah. You know, where I get down to Iowa and shit, I can see like the next county. I think it's awesome down there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I I kind of like the idea of, we were talking earlier about right away on the roads and stuff oh, like yeah. that yeah. yeah you don't have to that's my kind of trip. really really deal with a lot of people's people interaction they, yeah, with the farmers no, and stuff like that no and they uh and most of them you know you get once in a while you'll get it an asshole one but you know most time them farmers want them coon killed on. you know yeah. and you know, if you say, hey, I'm just trapping in the ditch, I, you know, I'm not going on over on your property on the other side of the fence, and, you know, you don't have many problems. I bet you get a few of them, too, and say, well, you're doing that, Will you come back and do this over yeah. here, yeah. yeah. You, know, you get a lot of theft down there? We didn't have anything stolen. <laughs> I wish it was way up here. Yeah. <laughs> but. but a lot of them are side roads where people are going, and, you know, they're not slowing down, and. You know, I mean, I think if raccoons were $40, you know, if somebody's yeah, seen one on the side of the road, I think they'd stop that's and shoot the way it. it. That's the way it is anywhere. Yeah, I don't care what it is. Yeah. It, it, the th theft always gets worse as the price goes up. Yeah. 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 But, you know, you see coon run over on the road, and I thought, oh, I'll stop and get that one on the way back, you know, because it's kind of off on the shoulder, and I'd stop three hours later and stop and pick it up, mm. you know. So, you know, I mean, they don't even stop and pick up the roadkills anymore. Right. There's nowhere to sell them, really. Right. 
You know, right. for the average person, they're not going to drive to Grunwald's meeting spot and skin that and do all that. Yeah, they probably don't even know who Grunwald is. No. Yeah. Thank, no. thank God I can still get them road kills. They're still... Used to be, when it was years ago, every town had one or two buyers. Yeah. Well, when your, your dad was buying down there in Gerald Hauser, mm -hmm. that's the first time I ever met your dad was down at Gerald's. Oh, was it? Yeah. I went down there and saw him some coon. I don't know if they were buying together at the time or what. Uh, but on and off. Well, I went down there to sell some, me and, me and uh, another guy went down there to sell some coon, and that's when I met, that's the first time I met your dad. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know if it was you. You got a brother too, don't you? Yep, two brothers. There was, uh, we was over there in uh, Jackson at a first sale out there by the golf course. I, go, same mm -hmm. one I can't think of the name of it, but I know where it was. Mm -hmm. And it was either you or your brother was with your dad because you were. Yeah, it would have been me. Yeah, you guys were up there because everybody talked to your dad when he was there. He was mm -hmm. kind of like the magnet. So, mm -hmm. yeah, either him or. RC once there once a while or yeah. somebody, but uh, yeah, I say RC anymore. Most people don't know who I'm talking about. No, <laughs> no. But uh, Larry Rutherford, yeah, I don't remember him. Yeah, I used to know him real well. Yeah, well, Larry, he was a good box trapper. He was a really mm -hmm. good box trapper. Yeah, but they, uh, yeah, a lot of them guys. Uh, what was neat about when they had the convention in Kalamazoo, a lot of them guys were still alive. Yeah. They, they could still be now, but, you know, uh, but then they were alive, and they'd come by the booth and introduce themselves. And yeah. I, I didn't necessarily remember all of them, but I knew the names, you yeah. know, so yeah. Yeah. it was interesting. They'd tell me stories about my dad, and, you know, yeah. so it was pretty pretty fun. It was up there, uh, R.C. Smith, up there. He was at Escanaba, not last time, time before last yeah. And he had a booth right next to me, and, and uh, I sit there and talk to him. I said, I know you probably don't remember me because it was 100 years ago, but you know, <laughs> but he sit there and talk, and we was talking like this back mm -hmm. and about all the old people, the you know, mm -hmm. older trappers and stuff we ran into over the years. He um, he went up there to Escanaba because he used to go to a lot of conventions, and he went to Escanaba, and he told me, he says, you know, people stop by my booth, but they don't buy anything anymore. And I'm like, no. Oh, <laughs> I mean, this is, you know, a different scenario. You know, than, you got probably one, two, gener probably at least two generations yeah. past you. you yeah. Know? Yeah. But yep. uh, that's just, just how it works. Yep. yep. Well, like I was telling you about daily, daily and uh, butcher lures, you mm -hmm. know. They don't know who. I don't even know if they got them out anymore. You can no. buy daily or butcher lures anymore. Yeah, but, I don't know. But huh. yeah, it's time just passes by, and yeah, one one guard goes away, the new 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 bunch yeah. come in. Yeah. Yep. Well, I guess I. Uh, but, uh, yep, we're we're over, but that's all right. Um, Sarah can manipulate the whole doctor. Thing. <laughs> <laughs> they, uh, but um, really appreciate you doing the interview. Um, if somebody wants to get a hold of you, where can they reach you? What's your Facebook page? They can look up where to buy your lures. You know all that. Uh, they can uh, get me on uh, Winter Wildlife Control. 
uh, Facebook page. I've got a website, Winter Wildlife Control Bait and Lure. Uh, it's uh, they can get me on that. Uh, uh, Winter Wildlife Lure Bait and Lure dot com. They can do it, go that route too. Okay. Okay. I also have an uh, Instagram account too, so okay. they can get me on that too. Same, same, same address. So you should be easy for them to find. Yep, it should be. It should pop, it pops right up when you put in Winter Wildlife Control. So they, uh, yeah, you know, uh, go on one of Ernie's sites and you know try some of his lure, and he's been catching fur for a long time. You know, um, so. Anyways, thanks again for doing this. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for having me.